Welcome to What's the Matter, the pod and video cast where we talk about anything and everything with a psychology twist. Our content isn't going to be super heavy and technical, but my dad and I want to provide you with useful conversation that's going to help improve your thinking. If you want to stay up to date with everything we're going to be talking about, then remember to like and subscribe. Thanks guys and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to the latest episode of What's the Matter. So I am joined by my glamorous co-host, this never gets old, Mr. Dad. <laughs> I was going to say morning. Is it morning? Uh, it is morning. Final, for it is. another 20 minutes it is. Yeah. Good day. Good day to you. Good day to you, sir. Um, how's tricks? Yeah, good actually. Yeah, really good. Um, sun shining today. Not, not that that's the only measure, but the sun shining. Yeah. Um, Golf's going reasonably well. Yeah, I was waiting uh, for that. Uh, lots of uh, lots of great client stuff going on at the minute, and yeah. yeah, really enjoying these podcasts with you. Yeah, well, at least one of us is. No, just kidding. <laughs> I'm enjoying them too. Um, so this is actually the the final episode of our mini series, three part mini series, which we've been doing on self confidence, isn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> so just to kind of recap to all the lovely listeners out there, um, in the first episode we covered self-confidence what is it how and sort of how our beliefs affect this so we talked through the ways that we, three ways we form beliefs and we kind of went on to the importance of journaling and celebrating our achievements sort of how that can contribute to an increased self-belief um the last episode so part two we talked about self-talk the inner voice how do we talk about ourselves um the three ways in which we talk about ourselves or sort of self-talk and then we kind of went on to the importance of affirmations and adding these to our life um which yeah i think everyone seemed to take those quite well so far so what we're going to be talking to you guys about today is um another key contributor to ways in which you can increase your self-confidence which is visualization so often referred to these days as mental simulation um so really how we see ourselves but you know what I'm going to do here. I'm going to hand it to you to give a mm. jazzy, a jazzy description of what is mm. mental simulation. Yeah, thanks, Emma. Not not so much a definition uh, on this episode, just a little bit of a brief explanation. I think visualization as a term is one that most people get, um, mm. but in more recent years, certainly myself and our team and in our area of performance, what was referred to as visualization more and more gets referred to as mental simulation. And key yeah. reason for that is the very nature of the term visualization sort of intimates you are seeing something. And it, it is that that is what we're doing. We're imagining ourselves one way, shape or form or imagining a scenario. Um, but it isn't just about what we see. And we'll talk about this more in, in this podcast. But actually, it's really important, not just what we see when we're mentally simulating, but you know, what are we hearing? Yeah. What might we be feeling? And in some respects, might what might we be even smelling or tasting based on yeah. certain things we might mentally simulate. So um, we will use the word visualization probably here and there, but I, we're probably using more the term mental simulation. Yeah. I think, I think it, it encompasses more of the five senses which are important when we are doing this. If you actually think about, I know this is definitely not quite the same thing, but those simulation rides that you get, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, yeah. where you you you're, you could be, I don't know where where you might be, Disney, Disney or somewhere. Or anywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. I've been on, I went on a very questionable one in Tunisia once. Um, okay. Yeah, but let's let's go for a legitimate one in Disneyland. You won't have even left the uh, left your seat. You won't have moved anywhere, but you could feel like you've been upside down. You've had mm. 
water sprayed at you they add they add cell smells into the experience yeah yeah. So, yeah you might be yeah. into space thought you're in into in in space yeah. whatever on a rocket or something yeah all those sorts of things and that's that's almost how our brains work in this sense when mm. we when we think about scenarios if we're doing it properly and we're going to kind of talk about consciously simulating experiences for ourselves that are positive but yeah the more that we add for those five senses obviously the more it kind of ingrained in our mind is that correct yeah. well the more the more real it seems the more yeah you know, and yeah so today we've talked about a number of things that contribute to belief and confidence but today a real key component is really as you said how we see ourselves and what does yeah. that really mean it's really when we are visualizing or the word we're going to phrase we're going to use is mentally simulating um ourselves doing things being things experiencing things experiencing things succeeding or failing yeah things going well things not going well it's amazing on any average day you know all of us mentally simulate without necessarily always realizing that we're doing it yeah yeah definitely I was going to say to you so just you know probably your in your experience of kind of how long you've been doing this for <clears throat> how just how many or what sort of examples you can even think of on a day-to-day -day basis where people might be not consciously doing this, but realizing they've they've almost put themselves in quite a negative. Yeah, well, people people typically on a daily basis that they'll be mentally simulating all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Um, examples are, you know, I've had clients who are mentally simulating a really important presentation that they need to do in two weeks' time, and they keep replaying it over and over and over again about how it's going to go, and often not very positively. You know, it's yeah. often without realizing they're doing it, they are <laughs> mentally simulating failure over yeah. and over and over again and the things that are going to go wrong and how embarrassing it's going to be and they're going to say the wrong thing or they're going to forget what the words they need to be saying or there's going to be a dull tumbleweed moment when they tell a yeah. joke and it's going to be embarrassed so they'll over and over yeah. and over again they'll play that reel if that makes sense um that little movie let's use the movie connotation they'll play yeah. that movie over and over again mentally simulating that presentation that it's going to go wrong and it's going to go terribly now course that doesn't guarantee it's going to go wrong but it makes it highly likely yeah and we'll explain something really important in a short while about the subconscious and central nervous yeah. system um yeah. how it how it reacts and responds to these mental simulations so it could be a presentation that someone rehearses yeah. over and over again or mentally simulates it could be um a party or a social function that they're going to go to at the weekend it could be a really important meeting this could be a sales meeting that they've got coming up in three days time with a really important client there's a lot riding on it um it could be absolutely anything it could be a holiday mm -hmm. How often do we sort of sometimes we book holidays and long before you go on the holiday you you imagine what it's going to be like you might even yeah. be imagining from the the pictures in the brochure or what's on the website what the beach looks like what your property or accommodation looks like you start to imagine some of the social uh, events on that holiday with your friends or family that you've gone with and you you, you'll be doing that in a positive, constructive way, but we might well be doing that in a less than positive, quite destructive way. Yeah. You could be doing that in a way that represents success for you, or it could be doing that in a way which represents failure for, failure for you. We are all mentally simulating every day, often without realising that we're doing it. Yeah, I, I, we were talking just before we came on here, weren't we, about... Um... I was saying to you there's an old one-to-one uh, -one client I have and when I my first ever session with her so really way before we sort of dived into the all things mind span and mindset we um she was saying that for quite a few months she's been really apprehensive about going on a Hindu um that was still months away um but she knew she was going to have to travel in a car with people she didn't know 
and it was might be in an hour and a half drive and she'd been imagining this car journey over and over and over again I, I don't want them to think I'm boring what if I'm boring what if I can't think of anything to say so what she's done is over and over again imagine having nothing to say and living that awkward awkward moment like you say tumbleweed moment um thankfully I was having sessions with her before it ever got to that and you know shifted her focus before she ever went in there um instead imagining about having a real laugh on the journey or being fun or thinking about yeah this yeah you know obviously you've kind of just explained this well Mm. but the more we the more we put ourselves in those places positively or negatively doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen but that's what we're mentally preparing ourselves for yeah and and it's more likely to happen yeah it's it's actually much more likely to happen and one of the one of the key reasons for that is um as you and i know because we discuss this quite a lot in some of the work we do with our clients is the the subconscious and central nervous system um basically cannot differentiate it can't tell the difference between an event or experience that we really have and an event or experience that we imagine or vividly imagine having or mentally simulate for another word is another phrase so the more we imagine something going wrong at the time that you're imagining it or mentally simulating it no wonder you don't feel very good yeah no wonder you you actually start to create your 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 subconscious and central nervous system starts to evoke or invoke the emotions that you'd be having if you were really at that event and it was really going that way yeah so if if that's failure so for that for that client of yours who kept imagining that Hindu car journey every time she did that she probably felt pretty awful while she was doing it yeah you you actually you fit the physiological state of your body changes as well mm. because if you're if if in that example where she was getting quite you know thinking about how awkward that would be that she started feeling anxious <clears throat> sorry I'm getting a tight chest as I describe having a tight chest. See the power of our minds? Indeed. Yeah, she'd get a really tight chest, clammy hands, start feeling really stressed, which I'm not saying this will always happen, but that would that actually affected her working day as well because mm. that's sort of where her head would go when she's on the train to work in an anxious, stressed state. And then you're not really that well prepared for the day because you've put yourself in a in a you know bad a bad place. And people don't realise that 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 thinking is so can be so harmful mm-hmm. and does does affect more than just even just that moment but um yeah it's 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 like um is it in stop thinking start living when they talk about sleep that the richard carlson book and he sort of talks mm-hmm. around this is always a good way for me i think thinking about how our brain the subconscious can't differentiate between something true or real um you know what experiences around when you sleep and you're having a nightmare or a horrendous dream and you wake yeah. up and you are sweaty and you do feel horrendous but the difference there is your mind goes that wasn't real so that was just a dream and then it's like okay that's fine yeah. whereas we don't seem to have that change when we're thinking about these mental simulations no. No. you know and the fascinating thing about that the dream example em is it's whilst you're asleep in simple terms you could say your conscious mind has gone to sleep yeah Um, your subconscious is still active there's still stuff happening in your brain when you're sleeping and sometimes within our subconscious we'll be having a dream whilst we're asleep and it could be a pleasant dream or could be a nightmare or something horrible and yeah people know when you know we've all experienced this when you wake up after an awful dream could be in the night you wake up or in the morning when you wake up for a few seconds 
because your conscious mind is just waking up for a few seconds it feels like the dream were real yeah until your conscious mind after a few seconds decides ah it wasn't real it was a dream and then the emotions and the physiological aspect of that dream start to subside quite quickly Mm. but you're yeah again I, I agree with what you're saying around so we sort of know that about dreams but actually we'll be imagining all sorts of stuff happening every single day constructively or destructively and we don't realize that actually whatever we're imagining or mentally simulating you then start to feel it Mm. because your subconscious can't tell the difference between something that really happens and something that you imagine happening so we know certainly in a sporting context and I've I've worked hugely with professional footballers and, and other athletes at the professional level around mental simulation getting them to rehearse things going well them doing what they want to be doing in a game or or in a tournament um and that can be both how they want to think be thinking their mindset it could be how they want to be feeling at certain times what they want to do on the pitch or the court or whatever yeah. um and it's sort of accepted in in sport yeah. that actually meant visualization or mental simulation is a key part of mental rehearsal and practice but exactly the same thing applies to us in our lives we are all rehearsing and practicing without knowing that we're doing it an event coming up something important you know I'm, it's no secret i'm massively big into my golf again now what oh my goodness no. i had no idea i know it might be a surprise <laughs> i got massively yeah. into my golf again now and you know i i spend time off the course mentally simulating my i'm truly trying to get into a groove with my swing um and obviously that's a physical thing but as i'm doing as much mental rehearsal of that or mental simulation as i am actually on the driving range or or, or even on the course yeah. um does that mean i'm a world beater and world number one yet of course not um, I'm realistic about that stuff, but I, I want to just be playing golf to the best that I can play the game, if that makes sense. And my mental rehearsal is as important as my physical rehearsal. Yeah. And it's the same for all of us, whether you're in a sporting context or any other context. Like it's really important we do this more positively, consciously, because yeah. um, the consequences are significant. If I keep mentally rehearsing any any aspect of myself or my life that I'm, and I'm messing it up over and over again or it's going badly, I'm actually creating neural pathways in my brain for that to actually be the case. Yeah, no, uh, definitely. And yeah, I'd, I could go really off topic here and go on to that Mind Sculpture book that we were talking about, but I don't want to make this podcast 90 minutes long. <laughs> but <it laughs> yeah, is, we've it's, challenged it's ourselves really to keep it short, haven't we? Yeah, we have, we have. But it is very fascinating around, yeah, you can, there's, there's, just quickly there's and you know this there's um like studies that have been done of people really strongly imagining themselves like playing like tennis players playing playing tennis imagining that they're playing tennis and everything that would be going on in your brain when you're physically playing would be do it would be happening when you're just imagining it Mm. and so the more you strengthen that part of your brain as you say with the neural pathways the bigger you know the bigger that exists the bigger the sort of it's like a cycle really isn't it you, you're yeah. more likely to create that again and again but anyway I won't go really off on well, that, actually, on no, that book. I think but it I is think, a good book yeah the, the the mind sculpture book that you're referring to are you thinking about that chapter pumping iron in the mental gym is that the yes. one you're referring to yeah. well actually, I, I, why, why don't you just quickly make reference to that for the listeners because it, it is relevant yeah well it's it's really fascinating it's sort of talking about actually just there's a very interesting study they reference around people going to the gym and how the impact of of actually visualizing yourself doing your workout before you go 
like not just thinking in your head yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna do some squats and I'm gonna do this like actually no you're there you're in the gym close your eyes you're on the sofa you're in the gym you're you're loading the bar up with the weights you're taking your deep breath you're doing each rep you actually create mental fatigue the same as you would in the gym which I just found astonishing like and you're not actually doing it but not sorry not only are you creating mental fatigue but after I think it was like three or four weeks there was a group of regular gym goers regular bodybuilders who didn't do any mental simulation and then there was another group who did who added this in so imagining their workouts imagining their core sort of lifts and after yeah three weeks their strength had improved like 30 percent from positively visualizing themselves succeeding they're obviously not in there imagining not lifting or not being able to do it but the more that they are imagining that and visualizing mentally simulating that their neural pathways are getting bigger that are in charge of that and they're strengthening because we we create neural pathways all the time our brain changes shape all the time but if you only do that like that once that shape that you've created in your head won't stay there Mm. It, it goes whereas the more that we do something we're sort of cementing that neural pathway in our head that it's yeah it's just stronger basically yeah, stronger um, or deeper is another word deeper, and and, yeah. and then then what's liable to happen is we will more at more automatically trigger that neural pathway in yeah. reality yeah so not, not only uh by visualizing it or mentally simulating are we strengthening them that's one way of strengthening them strengthening yeah. those neural pathways when we're next in the gym doing that thing in reality that part of the brain will be triggered um in reality if that makes sense if you've been rehearsing messing it up over and over again that's what's likely to happen in reality if you if you rehearse it mentally simulate it successfully over and over again that's more likely to 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 be triggered when you're in the situation in reality whether that's a presentation whether that's going to the party whether that's being on holiday whether it's at the gym all this stuff all the yeah. stuff we imagine doing or being at any time. But you also feel more confident doing those things. I mean, just personal experience here. Obviously, I know your your thing, your hobby is golf. Mine is, I'm really into fitness and um, heavy lifting and lockdown. Obviously, we've just had months and months of my, my regular day-to-day thing that I would do has been affected. So I haven't been able to go to the gym so much. Or yes, I have been doing stuff, but for what four months the thing that used to be second nature to me was I I wasn't able to do that Mm. and when I first went back to the gym um I I was actually quite nervous um and I would talk myself out of it and say look no come on you've you've done this loads of times it's absolutely fine but I I I don't actually think in hindsight I was in the I think my confidence was actually affected going back Mm. and even the way that I was working out was not going so well I I was obviously I'd lost strength but even the way that I was my form as they say was not was actually compromised on quite a few things so like my boyfriend's a personal trainer so he spent a fair bit of time with me correcting that but I was still in my own head about it however I I've started for the last three weeks really positively visualizing myself working out and doing those things that I was finding more difficult um before I go and it's, I think you feel confident as a byproduct because you've mentally prepared yourself for it. Yep. Equally, maybe this is placebo from having read that book, but I really do feel stronger and I really do feel better from having almost worked out in my head before I've even got to the gym. 
Well, the, the great thing is, Em, when we mentally simulate successfully, you know, so so we're, we're visually visualizing ourselves being successful or doing something well, absolutely that impacts your self-belief and confidence because your subconscious and central nervous system thinks you're really doing it. Yeah. Because again, going back to that point a little while ago, it can't differentiate or tell the difference between something that you really experience and something that you imagine experiencing or doing. So therefore, the more I, the more I, um, visualize or mentally simulate doing something successfully or yeah. adopting a certain behavior or a trait or, or or delivering a great presentation or having a great round of golf etc my subconscious which is huge yeah. by the way in comparison with the conscious actually thinks i'm really doing it it thinks i'm really there it thinks i'm really swinging the golf club like that so actually when i yeah. get on the golf course because even though I, I might not have played golf for a week, but actually, if I've played it every every day in my mind, actually, I get on the course and feel pretty good because I think, actually, yeah, because yeah. I feel like I've played well every day. Yeah. Um, there are just endless examples when you when you read around the subject of the massive impact of positively visualizing or mentally simulating all sorts of stuff. You know, that um, the great book, Man's Search for Meaning. Yeah. Uh, uh, is all about the concentration camps and you know, the, the horrific environments that people were in, in in World War II. And, you know, by by imagining a future beyond that, certain people managed to get through it. Yeah. Um, amazingly so, and certain people didn't. So you know, this this the way we mentally simulate or visualize on any average day can have huge both you know huge consequences for us in, in our day-to-day -day lives and our level of self-belief our level of confidence and and how well we then uh, conduct ourselves successfully or, or otherwise you know so yeah. yeah the little voice in your head we discussed last time that that's yeah. significant so we need to make that positive and constructive but it's not just a little voice it's how you're mentally simulating or visualizing yourself on a regular basis lies. yeah so <laughs> how we how we're talking to ourselves and how we see ourselves are crucial yeah. so so Oh, sorry, I've got a, I've got want something I want to take to you now. So obviously we're talking about really conscious decisions you and I have made because we're very interested in this field around what we visualize. Now, a lot of people aren't like that, even though a lot of people do visualize every day. So what advice do you sort of have for people for getting into this positively and also, yeah, being aware when they're perhaps in a negative visualization i don't know what sort of what advice do you have for people to because well, I, I think otherwise i was gonna say me and you're gonna just waffle on <laughs> <laughs> i'm sure it don't waffle on him no. but yeah, what we always like to, what we always like to do is give people a takeaway isn't there around yeah. something they can go and do some will and some won't obviously it's a couple of key things for me that come from from this being aware of visualization or mental simulation and it's huge huge importance one is from today I would encourage listeners to be more aware when you are mentally simulating negatively. Yeah. And, you know, one of the ways you can start to be more aware is if you're not feeling great or you're starting to feel anxious or you're starting to feel nervous or you're um, fed up or whatever, it'll have it, all of that stuff will be coming from either negative self-talk, which we covered last time, or you're simulating certain things in your life negatively. Yeah. You're imagining them negatively and destructively. That could be messing something up or a horrible situation or the difficulty you, you you perceive in the future, whatever. And what we're not talking about is denying reality here. We're just talking about, you know, what's, you know, getting more of a grip of your internal environment in your head and the consequence of that. So first thing I'd encourage is 
catch yourself, be more consciously aware and be on the lookout for when you're mentally simulating or visualizing, visualizing negatively. That's one thing to do, that catch yourself. And obviously what you want to try to do is then switch that around to start to imagine whatever it is you are imagining, start to imagine that more positively, more constructively, either, or, or yourself being more successful, whether it's the presentation or big sales meeting or some social event that's coming up, whatever. And you can actually take that a step further to really start to practice mental simulation more consciously, more regularly and more positively by, and some of our clients do this, if you've got a, let's just say you have got a presentation coming up in the workplace as, as part of your job and it's not, you don't do presentations very often, it's not something you're that used to, public speaking and presentations is often quite high in people's fears so that actually sometimes triggers them to rehearse them mentally negatively but anyway let's say you have got a presentation coming up in a few weeks time i would encourage you to get yourself your journal or your a pad and a pad a paper and a pen and just sit down and just write a paragraph or a couple of paragraphs or a few paragraphs of how you ideally would like the presentation to go Describe yourself, describe how you're thinking as you walk in, describe yourself around um, how you're standing physically, how you're positioning yourself, your body language, the first few sentences that leave your lips as you open the presentation, what you're saying and how confidently you're saying it. And then you can sort of just go over some of the key aspects of the rest of the presentation about how good it feels, how good you feel doing it, how clearly you're getting your messages across, how you're breathing, what you can hear from the audience. You, you can see nods of agreement from the people you're presenting to. Just, just bring it to life. Write a few paragraphs, write a story, tell it like a story if you want to. Um, but on paper, just capture the what you want to, the whole thing as a story. And then what you can do is you can read that back over and over and over again and use that as a stimulus for yourself to mentally simulate, stimulate, uh, mentally simulate it, sorry, and visualize it really positively over and over and over again some people i work with some clients will actually record it yeah they write it as a story and then they'll they'll they'll, they'll read it and record it and then play it to themselves through through their headphones with if they're on a run or at the gym or out for a dog walk but you can use that audio or you can use the written version as a stimulus to visualize or mentally simulate it positively over and over and over again now of course if you do that does that guarantee the presentation is going to go really well can't guarantee that because there are some unknowns in there but crikey you'll be prepared you'll have yeah. created the neural pathways in your brain for more likely making that outcome and that process a reality yeah because you are mentally rehearsed you're taking the conscious time to mentally rehearse it really constructively yeah. but not just once as you said earlier not just once over and over and over again through repetition yeah and as you say like even the mood that you'd have going into that meeting room or wherever it is that you're going you might have a moment of well this is a big deal but then you you're checking in with yourself again around you know we've just talked about strengthening those neural pathways and deepening them as we said so you're almost you'll feel better going into that um mm. even though it's not happened but you've just yeah you're more prepared for something positive to come out of it um yeah no i think that's i think it's a a huge thing that can really sort of positively impact people and um it's just as you say learning to check yourself when you're kind of oh is that helpful is that not mm -hmm. helpful because you're right we all do it on a day-to-day -day basis i think 
even like a common thing I hear with people is after an argument, almost imagining the argument again and then again, thinking, oh, and again. If I said that, oh, wouldn't it be good if I said that? And there's these things that have never been said, but you've imagined them all mm. after after it's happened. And yeah, we sort of that's something I think people always can go off into a tangent on their day to day about. But no, I just, think sorry, and interesting there. Sorry, you've just prompted something again. You do this a lot, don't you? Sorry. Not, not, we've talked a little bit about mental rehearsal for future things. Yeah. Remember, we people can spend we we all can spend time mentally simulating past events. Yeah. And sometimes they're enjoyable past events, but often they're yeah. not. We tend to mentally okay. simulate and imagine all over again a horrible experience, a, uh, a big argument that we had, as you just sort of talked referred to arguments. Uh, etc etc and again remember the more we imagine those things the more we strengthen them and sometimes yeah. there's stuff in the past that we don't want to deny and brush under a carpet that's not what we're talking about but you don't want to be living it every day because it's not it's it's, it's it's only us keeping it alive by reimagining it or yeah. re-simulating it again um no, so that's that's relevant as well that's really relevant too i think i think that's quite a big thing with you know obviously this is an awful thing to happen but say somebody's marriage is broken down and they've been either been left or something really unfair has come out of it and some people can stay in that place for quite a long time even years afterwards and that can stop them from getting into new things or it can affect mm. you know we're kind of touching on different topics here but it's yeah you're right um I didn't mean to go off into that tangent there but it's a good tangent. simulation is mm. it's, it's it's always good to think about stuff I'm not saying have an argument and then never think about it again because we actually need to learn from stuff yes. and it might be yeah perhaps you reacted in a way once that you weren't proud of but but recognize that learn and move on rather than oh that didn't happen I'm gonna pretend that didn't happen and just block mm. it out so yeah yeah you're right just not staying in that in that place but um hopefully what we've given people today has been has been useful I've, I know we've tried to keep this succinct I actually don't know how long we've been talking for I'm not sure if we've um, succeeded or not <laughs> no I'm not sure we did either but um time flies when you're having fun hey Absolutely. um yeah so basically recap our advice for people check yourself if you're negatively visualizing or mentally simulating uh future or past experience constructively and positively imagine that if it's a future event as well imagine how you would like that to go put yourself in that place and live in that moment and yeah ultimately you'll feel a lot better for that yeah, than, um, than, than not <laughs> and to come back to another point you made you will physically change your brain structure yeah Exactly. Whether you do it negatively or positively or constructively or destructively you are influencing your brain structure yeah and for me, the, the way I sort of, the way I sort of sometimes summarise this with it like a sentence is, if we're going to do this anyway, because we are, we're all going to visualise from time to time or mentally simulate stuff. If we're going to do it anyway, we might as well be doing it in line with what success represents for us. Yeah. If we're going to do it anyway, do it to create success rather than do it to create failure. No, definitely, it's a hundred percent. Agree with you, honey. I'm with Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so that brings us to the end of part three of our three part mini series on self-confidence. Hopefully our listeners are feeling more confident, have stronger self-belief in themselves, and that will continue to improve for them over the next few weeks. 
you and I are going to be back again in another two weeks, aren't we? And yeah. I'm going to leak some information here. I think we're going to do our next episode on goal setting. Yeah. Um, so who doesn't love that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, again, it's a big subject with lots of thoughts and principles in it. Um, we're going to be yeah, talking about the merits of goal setting, but also not just any old goal setting. It's, it's, it's going through a process which is thorough and carefully considered. And that's yeah. all really important rather than just setting some goals. Yeah, no, definitely. It's trust me, as I've learned this from my dad, I'm, I'm not saying this to you. I'm talking to the microphone right now, even though um, no one's actually there. I'm just going to say you've taught me well on this and the Mindspan goal setting principles are foolproof <laughs> yeah yeah, no, yeah. well I think they are um yeah. I think it's a really good way of doing it so it's definitely something I would say to people to tune in for um so yeah but thanks to everyone for listening um and thanks for your time dad as well and always a pleasure we'll be back again in two weeks look forward to that take Have care everyone done. see you then bye Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode of What's The Matter. My dad and I are going to be back again in another two weeks. If you haven't subscribed yet but you want to stay up to date with what we're talking about, then please remember to do so. And in the meantime, have a good rest of your week.